Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a blessed day today on this wonderful world. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves and staying healthy as always. Thank you again for your support of Health Masters. And if you guys need anything, the product of the week, vitamin C caps with antioxidants on sale for 12% off. Be sure to check it out on the website only at healthmasters.com. And there was going on a lot of articles this morning. I was reading a bunch of stuff and going through some pretty crazy things that are occurring right now. And I saw one that was interesting is that uh, Disney is just, they're not backing down with this whole thing in Florida. They absolutely do not want to relinquish their power that they've had, you know, for what, 60 years now, I guess, with the Reedy Creek Corporation being able to build and do and expand and dredge and swamp and anything they want at any point in time with pretty much impunity. And uh, again, now they're basically asking the judge to dismiss the lawsuit filing by the governing board appointed by Governor Ron DeSantis. As you guys know, Ron DeSantis set forth a five-person governing board that was basically going to oversee essentially the Reedy Creek restructuring, I guess you could call it, and uh, they're absolutely mad about this. And so they're basically filing a seeking to dismiss the um, suit and basically everything that has been filed, what is now called the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Earlier this month in Orange County, it seeks to void agreements Disney made with previous board members made up of Disney supporters before the new DeSantis-appointed board members held their first meeting. The agreements gave design and construction authority to the company, which the DeSantis-approved supervisors basically said stripped them of their power. The DeSantis-appointed board's lawsuit said the agreements reek of backroom dealings were properly noticed in the Disney supporters unlawfully delegated governmental authority to a private entity. This whole thing has just gotten so convoluted now down here in Florida. And, you know, there's a lot of money, a lot of heavy hitters, and they're going back and forth now. And so, again, this I got to give DeSantis credit on this. I have said this for literally years, even before any of this ever came about, even before Disney became so perverse, is the fact that I found it very strange that a private entity, a private company, a private organization had the ability to literally do anything they wanted at any point in time with no oversight by the state, which quite frankly, I do have to say, I, I can, that's kind of old school. That's kind of the way it could have been, should have been, <laughs> still should be. However, when you start having a corporation that brings in billions and billions and billions of dollars, and then they start using their money and their power to try to change bills and try to push a completely and totally perverted agenda. I mean, they were kind of asking for it, and that's kind of what happened. They got too big for the britches, and they thought that they essentially were above everything in Florida. And again, I, I, I personally, people talked about, oh, well, Disney can move here. They can move to this state. I would love if Disney moved. It would bring a lot of traffic in the population well out of central Florida, and we would do just fine down here without Disney, but that's not going anywhere anytime soon with the infrastructure that they have put in place. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. It looks like the United Kingdom and Dutch governments are now working on getting advanced F-16 fighter jets shipped over to Ukraine. Uh, this idea was scrapped a month ago, allegedly, because of the fact that Ukraine has everything based on old Russian uh, equipment. Everything they have is old Russian, you know, Soviet Union-style equipment. They are not poised at all to maintain and upkeep F-16 fighter jets. 
If you got to know General Electric was or General Dynamics was the original contractor, then Lockheed Martin took that over. Current F-16 fighter jets currently run around $64 million per jet. And so I guess this is just another uh, <laughs> another piece in the theater play we're going to keep handing our Ukraine now jets that they can't maintain to fly with pilots they don't have that aren't trained on F-16s. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what what could possibly go wrong in this theater show over there? So I just thought, found that really interesting. Also, too, in other news, this is something that is very strange. There's been a lot of speculation that's been going around in this. You guys remember the Nashville Christian shooter, you know, shooting at the school with a transgender girl. And horrific. Again, my condolences to the family with these kids that were shot in the school. The whole thing was so strange. And now it's interesting is you guys keep hearing about this manifesto this transgender individual had written, and they still, still have not released anything on that. Well, now, weirdly enough, a motion was just filed to block the release of the attacker's manifesto by Nashville Christian School. This is very strange. Breitbart News pointed out that the Metro Nashville Council member, Courtney Johnson, indicated the FBI was stalling on the manifesto released. However, they have now found out that the manifesto released has basically been stopped because the Christian school filed a motion with the judge to block the release. The school claims the release of the manifesto may publicize schematics of the school facilities and confidential information regarding school employees. I don't understand anything with this as far as what possibly could be displayed as far as, I mean, this is what redactions are for. If you want somebody's name redacted, you redact their name and a motion, you know, as far as something that gets released. Uh, This reeks even more strange (laughs) of some type of CIA false flag. What was this shooter involved in? What was this transgender girl involved in? What sh- what sh- did she write down? Did she have prior knowledge as far as when she was at the school before of things that were happening? Did something happen to her at that school that she basically put in this manifesto and they don't want exposed? I don't know. It's very strange trying to come out and say that public- publicizing the schematics of the school is going to basically put people at risk. Redact a schematic that you don't want to put out there. What what in the world is going on with this whole thing? So I don't know. But I told you guys from the very beginning, I found it very strange, the entire situation. And as we're seeing now, more and more setups and situations like this are starting to occur. That's why I've repeatedly told everyone you need to understand how to defend yourself in a situation and defend your family and understand what it means if somebody shows up somewhere with a firearm and how to handle the situation the best you possibly can, including your backdrop, other people running around, you know, shot placement, covering concealment. There's a lot of things to factor in, and you don't want to try to learn that on the fly when a situation occurs. You want to at least have at least some minor experience understanding and shooting under pressure, under stress, dealing with malfunctions, reloading, getting your gun back up, and uh, understand how all that works a lot of times instead of just trying to pretend, you know, hey, I got a CCW now. I'm going to walk around with a pistol and act like I'm super cool. And uh, that's what happens to a lot of people. And I've seen it happen before. And so, again, 
Understand how you're going to work under pressure. Understand your firearm. Know your dynamics of your weapon because situations like this, in my opinion, especially what we have coming across the border right now, and my a lot, I've heard reports now of a lot of gang members coming across now with the MS-13, with the cartel. I mean, this thing's open borders, guys. I mean, it, it's a free-for-all down there right now. You've got the Florida National Guard. You've got the Texas National Guard. You've got the entire U.S. National Guard going down there to try to allegedly stop a lot of this. However, it's not stopping. These people, completely unvetted, some of them probably good people trying to find a better life. Other of these people can guarantee you they have nefarious ideas of what they're wanting to do. And again, it's just another reason why I encourage people, stay fit, stay strong, use situational awareness when you're out and about. Lana, my wife, and a bunch of her friends have been taking and working on these jujitsu classes as far as in this girls' class over at the school that my son Hunter's at, and also working on, you know, takedowns, breakaways, strikes. And uh, she was uh, the teacher, instructor was telling her about a situation that just happened the other day at Joanne Fabrics over in Winter Haven. It was on the news. You can look it up over in Winter Haven. And it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, one of the workers, girls, there like by herself, stores empty, and this guy walked in. And she saw him, and she kind of – he didn't really say anything. He was like he was moseying around, and all of a sudden she's walking around, wasn't paying attention to him. He came up behind her, put her in a chokehold, was trying to basically pull her pants off in the middle of the – somebody else came in and helped basically stop the whole situation. And uh, the guy ran off out of the door and took off. This was 1 o'clock in the afternoon in broad daylight, 15 minutes down the road from me. This is the state of affairs that are starting to occur in these United States when you start bringing in and you start causing more and more problems. You start bringing in this 5G, which in my opinion is causing massive instability, especially in a lot of these individuals that are already very unstable and maybe using all types. Of prescription drugs, narcotic drugs, and who else, who else they're on. Not to mention, you're stressed in certain situations now because we're trying to figure out how to pay their bills, how to cover costs as things get more and more expensive. Desperate people do desperate things. So always be awake and aware when you're out in public or if you're just at your office or your work. Be aware when people walk in. Be aware when you're walking outside or if you're walking in the car by yourself at night. I remember I've always told Lana before, and I told the same thing to my mom, you know, when she was around. You know, if you're at the mall or you're at a restaurant or you're at a store and you're by yourself and you're leaving at night, you know, ask a security guard to escort you out to your car. There's nothing weird. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Receive law enforcement. Walk up to law enforcement. I'm no multiple people. Walk up to off-duty detail. Like, hey, I don't feel we're comfortable right now. There's somebody over here. I just feel something weird. Would you mind escorting me and, you know, kind of walking around the perimeter with me so I get in my vehicle? And every single time, I guarantee you, they will say yes. That's their job. That's what they're there for. So, again – don't be afraid to ask for support if you need it, if you're in a situation that doesn't feel right. And by all means, if you get a gut feeling, if you feel like somebody is watching you or stalking you or you know, basically flanking you, high probability your gut feeling is telling you right. Use wisdom. Don't shake it off. I told you guys about the incident that happened at Target in the parking lot at 6 p.m. when my wife used to shop there. She doesn't anymore now. And over in Brandon, Florida, and she's with my daughter. Going up to her vehicle, put stuff in it, and this guy sees her in between the lane, you know, lanes of vehicles in the parking lot, like three lanes over, makes eye contact with her straight beelines it straight to her. I'm just walking straight over to her, and she put her pistol on her, or put her hand on her dog on pistol on her purse, had it in her hand, you know, concealed but ready, you know, on the fly, and straight up walked up. He started walking up to her. She put her hand. She needed to stop. He goes, I need, I need to talk to you about. I need to talk to you about Bible and Jesus. And she goes, Sir, we have nothing to talk about. 
I'm saved. There's disgust. And he tried to inch forward closer to her again. No, no, no. We, we need to talk about this. You know what? Why, why are you being like this? She goes, sir, you need to back up now. We're going to have a serious problem. And she basically started to draw a pistol out. He goes, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. Turn around. Walked off. Ran off. And I told her, I said, there's a pretty much 99.99% probability he was not walking up to you to try to prophetize you. There is no legitimate purpose. Somebody's walking through a parking lot, beelining to a single female, getting into a vehicle with a car to talk to you about Jesus. I said, that was a front story. Anybody that wants to do that, they're standing at the front of the store with tracks or signs talking to people about Jesus, not running up on people in the parking lot. Do not hesitate in situations like that have situational awareness because stuff is starting to get very very strange and again we saw this thing over here with this nashville shooter and now they're not wanting to release the manifesto at all now and they're trying to block it to restrict it something else is really going on behind the scenes with this dad what do you think you know awfully great introduction and i i don't even you know you know disney and desantis you know they're gonna full-blown fight i told you this was gonna happen because, you know, Disney has probably hundreds of attorneys on staff I because mean, I'm sure they're dealing with constant lawsuits. And so I'm sure these attorneys probably work for Disney. They're not having to be hired by Disney. So they, just, they reassigned them to this deal. And this thing's going to be settled in the courts. It's not going to be settled between Disney or DeSantis. The courts are going to settle it. The judge is going to settle it, period. You know, DeSantis is doing everything he can now, you know, to stop the transgender story hours, all the different things, the proper pronouns in the, you know, the schools, all of this stuff he's trying to stop, which i got to give him credit for that. He appears to be the most conservative governor hopefully presidential nominee we've ever had in this country, period. I, I hope he's legit. And I know I've got, I know we've talked about him before as far as some of the things he's involved with, with the neocons and with the Zionists and all the rest. I got that. But, you know, I'm hoping it's just a front. I'm hoping he's actually coming in to try to do something that's going to be good. But I can tell you what, if he comes in and he doesn't march to the beat of their drum, he's president, uh, they'll go after him just like they went after Trump. They'll come up with some kind of inflated lie again like they did with Trump with the Russian collusion thing. They'll put him in the media. They'll make a spectacle out of him. And I was speaking to a friend of mine yesterday, Austin, and we were talking about could Trump win the nomination for the Republican Party if Trump, you know, if could DeSantis, could Trump, if DeSantis and Trump have a runoff, and they basically are the two nominees, I don't think DeSantis can beat Trump. And, and here's why: Trump has extreme loyalty to a lot of his followers. Still, I mean, they still believe a lot of them that Q is telling the truth, and that Trump is still running the United States of America from Mar-a-Lago. That's how deluded they are. They, they believe this. They don't realize that, you know, the Tree of Life Award was Trump's best award he ever had, according to his own words, and he believes in everything he stands for. They don't get that. That's the Kabbalist Tree of Life Award. They don't realize that Trump's, a, you know, probably a 33-degree Mason, and that basically he's, you know, marching the beat of the Masonic Lodges, which tie together with the Kabbalah very nicely in the 30th-degree ritual. I've done entire shows on that before. All of this stuff is happening behind the scenes that nobody knows about. We don't know if DeSantis is skull and bones because he went to Yale. We have no idea. Any of this stuff is happening. All I can say is this. It's always a theater show. That's what it is. It's always, always a theater show. As far as Ukraine to get F-16s, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm with Austin on this, but I think it's just more lies. Uh, you know, I don't even know what's going on in the Ukraine war. I think the whole thing's a joke over there as far as you know, us being told all these things are happening all of the time. Now, is there, are there hot skirmishes going on? I believe there are. I do. But is it to the extent that they have told us that it is with this amount of armament going over there? No, absolutely not. This whole thing is like a, you know, a green screen presentation for us. I've talked about that in length before. In addition to that, you know, you know, the Nashville manifesto being blocked, you know, this, this is probably more to do with the uh, 
privacy of the instructors in that school rather than the schematics of the school because, number one, the school was built with permits. It was built with the doggone, you know, complete layout of schematics of the school and how it was built when they built it. So everybody knows how it works and where the hallways are, where the classrooms are. It has to do more with the privacy of the instructors, I believe. I don't know. Again, like Austin said, my condolences to the family and the children that have died there. But that whole thing is messed up. And, of course, the FBI doesn't want the manifesto going out because nobody wants to know how nutty this transgender person was. So they don't want to hear all of this stuff. And, and, you know, and, you know, and proper training for tactical stuff, Joss is right. You, know, you, don't want to, you don't want to go into a situation where you've never been trained in a weapon and you draw your weapon. And you've only shot at the range because you're going to steal weapons permit. You've never discharged it. You need to be in a situation where you're taking tactical training in which the gun jams. You need to know how to clear the gun without thinking about it. You need to know how to drop the magazine and put a new magazine in without looking at it. I'm telling you, this, this is the kind of training that Austin and I do. You need to burn through a bunch of rounds of ammunition. You, if you're going to be thinking you're going to be in a car, you need to be able to get out of the car. I mean, Austin, I've gone in. We've had simulated houses. We've cleared. We've had simulated, you know, cars that we've have shot under and through. Austin shot through windshields. I have not done that part yet. And all of this stuff happens, you know, in a very quick blink of an eye. I remember years ago, uh, it happened to Sharon. She was in a, she was in a, in a, you know, out in the parking lot, and some guy came up to her and started talking to her. She immediately reached in her purse and grabbed her gun, and told the guy, "You need to leave, otherwise things are going to go really bad for both of us. Uh, you know, I'm about to draw down on you." And the guy looked at her and said, whoa, 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 okay, okay, okay. Because, you know, Sharon, very, very beautiful woman, and basically she was always being hit on by people. I kind of got used to that after 38 years, and I was always defending her when I was with her and saying things. Of course, nobody really said anything to her when I was with her. But the reality is that, you know, women need to be very, very careful, and guys need to be careful. I remember one time we were leaving the Millennium Mall, in, you know, in Orlando. And I remember some guy, I was opening the trunk of the car. And some guy just did a Mr. Deeds on me. I mean, he just walked up behind me. I did not see him. I was not being situationally aware. Sharon was standing on the other side of the car. I was opening the door for her to go into the trunk. And this guy walked up right behind me. He was literally three feet from me. And he said, can I get a ride with you? And I spun around, put my hand in my pocket to pull my pistol. I said, dude, you need to step back. I said, I have no idea. No, you're not going to get a ride with me. I said, I'm about to shoot you. I said, get back. And I said, he said, I said, how dare you? I told him, I said, how dare you step into my bubble like that? And he said, oh, I'm sorry, man. I said, no, man. I said, get away. I don't know you. Get away from me. Don't walk next to me. And he, and he, and he backed out. This is the problem that we have if you don't maintain situational awareness, which has happened to me, too. And I told you the story multiple times of what happened at the mall a year ago, you know, when the guy we got shot out in the parking lot and killed by Orlando PD. And we were told to go hide in the back of the, you know, Victoria's Secret and, and, you know, and wait to be shot by this guy coming to the mall and basically doing what he was doing. And I refused to do it because I'd been tactically trained. Austin's 100% right. You can't be in a situation that you've not been trained for and expect to have any type of positive results. The worst thing I see, and this is so frustrating to me, and Austin says the same thing, and I've, I've, I've said it repeatedly, don't muzzle sweep people. Doggone it all. you got to stop that. You know, I've seen people, oh, they wave a gun at you. And, and now it may not even be loaded. Well, it's not loaded. No, it's always loaded. You never assume a weapon is not loaded until you personally look and look inside the chamber and you pull the slide back or you open the dog on the, the tumbler on it and you look inside of it. You see if it's open, if it's loaded. It's always loaded. It's always ready to fire. That's how people get shot by accident. You never assume a gun's not loaded and you don't muzzle sweep people. I've got a friend of mine. He's a great guy. I love the guy. Good brother. But he's not been tactically trained. He owns a bunch of guns now. And I and I and he muzzle sweeps all the time. I keep saying, like I've told him so many times, stop it, stop it, stop it. Go get tactically trained. Have somebody yell at you about muzzle sweeping. That's what they do, by the way. You get tactical training, and they and you they and you they they, they start off usually with the 
you know, with an empty weapon. They see what kind of situational awareness you have, what kind of muzzle training you've had, and they'll tell you. They'll straight, they'll straight, they'll straight let you know right up front. You muzzle sweep me again. I said, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have a problem here. You're gonna be kicked out of this class because you've got to learn that weapons can discharge any time if you pull the trigger if they've got a way. And what happens? People get nervous. This is the biggest problem with muzzle sweeping. They get nervous. They put their finger on the trigger, which you should never do until you're ready to fire the weapon. And, and what ends up happening is they get, they, they, they have an involuntary response when they get scared and they squeeze their hand on that gun and that thing fires. And it's, it's unbelievably dangerous. I mean, nobody wants to get shot in the back of the head by a friend. So get your training. Austin's absolutely right. You'll spend some extra money. You'll spend a couple hundred bucks for the day and get some tactical training so you know what you're doing with a weapon. And Austin is extremely proficient with this. He can teach classes in this. And so be very, very, very cognizant of that. This is absolutely critical. By the way, just to change topics this morning, Biden has now announced that Dr. Monica Bertagnoli is a nominee for the director of the NIH. It's just absolutely perfect. She has 116 grants from Pfizer. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yesterday, President Biden announced this lady is going to intend a nominee for the director of NIH. Big Pfizer connection. For your information, from 2015 to 2021, Bertagnoli received more than 116 grants from Pfizer, totaling $290 million over a six-year period. This amount made up 89% of all of her research grants, according to Open Payments, the National Transparency Program. She was also the 2015 recipients of the Charlie Pfizer and the Alliance for Clinical Trials and Oncology. Oh, and guess what? The White House left the Pfizer connection out of its announcement of the nomination. You know, I mean, they don't even mention Pfizer. You know, realize this is a major problem. But does this mean that Dr. Bergenoli is personally corrupt? Not at all. I'm not saying that. However, it does mean that she'll probably represent the viewpoints and the priorities of the pharmaceutical industry is how I see it. That's my opinion. But, guys, pay attention to what they do and what they say and who they put in these positions. Remember when Gottlieb got put ahead of the FDA? Remember him? Another big Pfizer boy? And you also, he's, you know, he was, you know, and Trump was supposed to come in and start doing a big investigation on vaccines and autism and told, you know, Kennedy he was going to do that. He was going to appoint Kennedy as the head guy. Told all the stuff during, before he left you. Kennedy will tell you that. He was doing his talk talks. As soon as Trump got in, he got like a million dollar donation from these guys or whoever the drug companies were that did that and turned right around and didn't do anything. Always think about what they do, not what they say. Very, very important. By the way, Putin, this is an article he did a couple of years ago, tells the U.S. citizens, do not give up your guns. The right to bear arms and defend oneself and possessions against a deadly force has been entrenched in the American culture. And it's protected by the U.S. Constitution since its creation in 1791. However, the U.S. government seems determined to take away the rights from citizens amid Russia doing the exact opposite. President Putin wants to give all Russian citizens the freedom to choose whether they or not they've armed themselves. This will probably come as a total shock to most of the readers here from the West, but at one point, Russia was one of the most heavily armed societies on Earth. This was, of course, when we were free under the Tsar. Weapons from swords and spears to pistols and rifles and shotguns were everywhere in common items. People carried them concealed. They carried them holster. Fighting knives were a prominent part of many traditional tires, and those with little tubes crisscrossing on the costumes of Cossacks and various Cossacian people, well, those are the bullet holders for the rifles. Various armies, such as the Poles during the times of trouble, or Napoleon, or the Germans, even the Tsar state collapsed under the weight of World War I and the Wall Street monies, found that the holding of Russian lands was much harder. When taking them, it was not easy to walk in in the park, but bloodbath on its own. This Russian revolution took over a decade, and a lot of people died because the people just kept fighting back and fighting back and fighting back. But because the international banking cartels had sworn a blood oath vengeance against the Tsar's family around 1812 when Tsar had gone in and paid off a bunch of debt in Europe, 
when they were trying to bring in a common currency into Europe and basically enslave all the European countries, the Rothschild banking cartel swore blood oath against the Tsar family, and they did a little over 100 years later. They bayoneted and killed all of them, you know, in Russia during the Tsar, you know, during the, during the Russian Revolution. But the people kept fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting until over 50 million, maybe some people say 100 million, were killed. But it didn't matter because when the bankers could side the fun stuff and the, the fun of the opposition, they just kept going and going and going and going. It's, it's really important that people understand that, that this group of people, this entities that run the planet, they're in the thing for the soul of human beings and for the soul of mankind. And they don't really care about how much money they spend because they print it and make it out of nothing anyhow with Babylonian money magic. The other night, I'll be, by the way, I'll be on with Hagman tomorrow and Friday. You guys will hopefully enjoy the show. But I was talking to him the other night in, a, in basically a pre-interview about the show and what we're going to talk about. And he asked me, he says, Ted, do you think we're really making a difference as far as the world? And I told him, I said this. Here's what I said to him. I said, yes, we're making a difference in our, in our circles to the people who listen to our shows. And we're making a difference as far as promoting Christ and Christianity. And that's the only answer. But overall, the amount of leverage against us because of the money and because of social media censorship is just absolutely overwhelming. And so until we can get to the point where more and more people start sharing the shows with other people – and we have like a cascade, an event that will basically cause a giant revival in the United States. I said, Doug, we're not going to do it and make any difference. And I said, I think we're probably within 25 years of the entire thing coming apart of the seams and the book of Revelation opening up and all the seals popping. I said, that's how close we are. I mean, we're close to the very end of this because the United States can't continue any longer under the power to pivot scream of social welfare collapse. It can't. And now we have open borders. We've got army personnel opening up the doggone fences, letting people cross across by hordes coming into the United States. And all of these people are being given huge amounts of money. They're now they're not even being given court dates. They're just walking in and just taking over the United States. And one person said, well, that's the reason the reason this has happened is because the CIA has come in and has basically, you know, you know, done this. They've, they've, they're destroying the United States of America. They're, they're, they're doing it for the drug culture, et cetera, et cetera. They're doing it for Cloud and Pivot and doing it for everyone else. You know, it's not just the CIA. You know, when Fox was president of Mexico, I'll never forget this. This is many, many years ago. He was asked one time, why is it that the United States, which shares the same natural resources of Mexico, I mean, Mexico's got a lot of natural resources, a lot of oil. Why is it the United States has such a great affluent society and a great economy in Mexico as the third world country that everyone's tried to escape from, but we share the same natural resources? And here's what he said. You, you guys can look this up. He said, the reason it's different is because of this. When the United States was first formed, and you know, when the Quakers and the Puritans and you know, and all the people came over from the England area, they were coming for freedom of religion to worship God and to worship Jesus. They were looking for God. They were looking for religion. When, when, when Mexico was taken over by the Spanish with Cortez and the rest of them, they weren't looking for God. They were looking for gold. And he goes, that mindset crept in to our entire country. And so we were founded on two different principles. One was for gold and riches and basically going in and philandering and stealing everything from the country. The other one was found as far as freedom of religion and worshiping God and Christ the way they wanted to worship them. Now, I'm, I'm paraphrasing this, but that's what he said. And so what's interesting about this is, is that he's right. You know, and this is the foundational principles that we had in the United States in you know, 1492, and it kept on going as far as freedom of religion all the way up into the 1776 area in which the Masonic Lodges got involved in this to try to unite the 13 colonies. All of this stuff, because remember, before the United States became, quote unquote, the United States of America, we were like 13 different colonies or countries. We had our own currency. We had our own laws. We had everything. That's why the state constitutions are still in place. And when the 
when we when we rebelled against England, which we should have done because of King George, that whackbag that he was, we basically put together this colony on a Masonic lodge, you know, foothold, and that's what happened. That's why the United. That's why Washington D.C. is built on a pentagram, a pentagram. It, it basically is a open with one open leg, basically to trap the seeding energies of Lucifer in it. This this is how they founded it. The, the, the Masonic lodges are evil to the core. Because what their belief is on who God is, etc., they they don't worship our God. They worship the other God at the highest levels. They understand that and know that. It's just like the, like like the Mormons. The Mormons believe that Jesus Christ and Lucifer are brothers, which is completely against Scripture. And, and yeah, and if you're a Mormon, don't fuss at me. You go listen. You go watch your own research. I don't believe any of that stuff. And some of you guys will fuss at me. One somebody wrote me a letter yesterday and they said, "Well, you need to back off of soy." No, I won't back off of soy because they like soy, and I know how bad soy is. I remember, you know, I had a this guy by the name of Dr. Kerry Reams. He actually came up with a biological theory of ionization. It was part of my naturopathic training back in the 80s. And what was interesting, I remember what Kerry Reams said. He said the soy is too hot for the body to handle. He said it's unbelievably bad. It's, it's, it causes massive stress on the cells, the walls of the cells, the mitochondria function, ATP production. And he goes, it's something that no one should ever, ever put into the bodies because of the hormonal disruption it causes. And the soy was bad. Now, this was 40 years ago. And guys, it's still the same today, but we can pretend like soy is good. We can do that, but it's not. It's bad, and they lie about it all the time in the media. And uh, let me ask you a question. Here's, here's an interesting concept. You know, God tells us there's certain foods to eat and certain foods not to eat, right? Let's, let's use pork for an example. You know, pork's not the other white meat. It's the other toxic meat. There's a really good article that we have posted in Health Masters for the Biological Therapy, Volume 1, Number 2, 1983, by Professor Hans Reckwig. And then the article is The Adverse Influence of Pork Consumption on Health. And, and what this article basically says is this, that pork is a homo, homo sapien human being toxin. And, if you, and he starts talking about all the different things. If you feed it pork, they all die. It's, it's a great article. You guys need to read it, read through it. Well, God tells you not to eat pork. He doesn't want you to eat pork. He tells you how bad pork is. He tells you in Deuteronomy that if you eat pork and other types of foods and you don't follow his basically his laws and what he tells you to do, that you can have all these long and lingering diseases and you know and cancer and all this other stuff come upon you, wasting diseases, and you're going to die. And then he tells you if you don't do that, you're going to live long and you're going to prosper. He says you have to choose life or you have to choose death. You have to choose. And then he gives you the cliff notes. He goes, by the way, choose life, right? So when he tells you pork is bad. And, you know, he and read the last two chapters of Isaiah, Isaiah 65 and 66, when he talks about that the pots of these unbelievers hold the broth of unclean meat, which includes pork and rats and everything else, right? He warns you about eating pork. He says, such things are a smoke in my nostril, a fire that keeps burning all day. It's an abomination to him, okay? That's God talking to you about pork. Last two chapters of Isaiah, take a look if you've never seen it. See, well, I'll eat pork if I want to eat pork. Okay, great. You can have all the pork you want to eat. I'm not going to argue with you about salvation with that. You're going to get to heaven. But you're going to get sick and you're going to die very, very young. That's just what's going to happen to you. Just let you know that up front. Or you're going to have all kinds of health problems, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, cancer, on and on and on and on. So do what you want to do. So here's the question I have for you. If God tells you not to eat pork, what does the devil want you to do? Or Satan or Lucifer or Einsoff or Baal or Moloch or Asher, whatever the heck you want to call this entity that runs the planet. What does he want you to eat? If God tells you not to eat pork, what does the devil want you to eat? He wants you to eat pork, Right. The, the, the demons, when Jesus was casting the demons out of the person who was basically possessed, they wanted to go into the swine because unclean likes unclean. They wanted to go into the pork. And so the, 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 the pigs didn't want them in there either. They ran into the, into the river or you know, the lake and they, 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 hung, they, 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 they drowned themselves. So all of this stuff, you've got to think through for a second. If, 
the evil one wants you to eat certain types of food that God told you not to eat. What's the point of that if he's not trying to harm you? Because it says that he comes to rob, kill, steal, and destroy. And some of you go, well, I might eat my pork and I love my bacon. Well, whatever. Knock yourself out with that stuff. But I'm telling you, it's not the right mindset. Same thing with the soy. I'm telling you, soy is not healthy. But you can say, well, I'm going to eat it if I want to eat it. Well, no, I'm, I'm doubling down on it now. I'm telling you, you can do what you want to do. I posted the article on the website. You can see it about the dangers of soy. You can read it and make a choice. But the reality is, why, why do you need multiple people to tell you that something is bad? Years ago, I had a pastor friend of mine, and um, I no longer associate with him for various reasons. But the, the thing was, he had a son who was an idiot. I'm just gosh, I shouldn't say that, but he's the kid's an idiot. All right, he's an idiot, and uh, he's, a, he's basically a trust fund baby. Uh, the, the daddy had supported him his whole life. The kid was in his late twenties, early thirties, and he was having a baby. And he had decided to give the kid the whole seventy-six vaccine shot schedule. And the father was opposed to vaccines, and he couldn't convince this idiot child not to do this. And I told the child, I said, the, the young man, I said, "Dude, really, are you going to do this?" He goes, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Okay." He goes, well, you can send me some research that I'll read. I sent him 400, either 350 or 400 or 500, I don't remember anymore, articles on vaccines, the danger of vaccines. I actually sent it to him. And, I mean, all of them. And it was all bad, 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 bad. And so I call him up you know, a week later because the father asked me to. And I said, did you get the articles? Yes. Uh, but can you send me more? <laughs> God, idiots dealing with these people. And, and I said to him, I said, you haven't read the first 400 yet. I said, if, if, if 400 don't make you understand how bad this is, another 400 won't make any difference. And, of course, what it was, and I'm not picking on ladies here because a lot of ladies are more opposed to vaccines than their husbands are, it was his wife. His wife was running the show. She had cuckolded this boy and basically had made him basically her do boy. I'm not going to say anything ugly, but that's what, he, that's what he was. And the sad part about this is, is that it didn't matter what I said. It didn't matter what his father said. He was still going to do whatever he wanted to do, regardless of the facts, regardless of the consequences to the child. And he, and he vaccinated the child. Now, whether you continue to do all 76 of them or not, I don't know. But I see this all of the time. People have a mindset that they want to follow the, how should I say, New World Order marching orders, and they get sold into the lie. And don't allow yourself to do that. Ask yourself a question. Why do they want you to eat soy? Why is almost every single article now on the web posted about the benefits of soy? It's a lie. They've gone in with an AI algorithm. They've scrubbed it or they put it on page 20 or 30 as far as the bad stuff. So don't allow them to do this to you. Don't allow them to take you and twist you around their little finger and make you believe the lies. Don't do it. I had a friend of mine the other day. I told you I'd, I told her about soy. She said, I'll never eat it again. But she was eating it. But because you you got to have the mindset to do your own research. It's like 9-11. It's like Building 7. You know, it's like all of this stuff. It's Oklahoma City bombing. It's Randy Weaver. It's, it's, it's the Waco complex. You've got to go in and you've got to look at the research behind what happened and read alternative parts. Remember, that's what, that's what, that's what you know, remember, that's what uh, uh, John Scott, Scott Fitzgerald said. The sign of true genius, true intelligence to be able to take a problem and look at it from both sides of the solution set, pro and con, and analyze it. And that's the true ability to think and say, well, this is why he thinks that way. Well, this is why he thinks that way. Let's analyze both sides of this and understand what the real reasoning is behind it. That's what you have to do with all of this stuff. Pork. God said don't eat it. The devil wants you to eat it, period. That's how it works. So you think, well, that's both sides of the argument. How about I don't eat it? Remember Smith Wigglesworth, phenomenal preacher you know, 100 years ago. He was asked one time to pray over a Welsh's you know, dinner, and they were basically 
you know, having this roasted pig. And it was on the platter, you know, in front of everybody. And Wigglesworth didn't eat pork. And he says, well, I'm supposed to bless what God's cursed? He basically says that. How can I bless what God's already cursed? If it says don't eat it, and you're under a curse if you basically eat it because you're going to get these sicknesses and diseases, why do you think it's okay to do that? So I guess I wanted to slam pork a little bit today. <laughs> I guess I needed to do that. But, guys, and also we're going to be having this uh, the conference over here with Van at the ME Church on this Saturday from uh, the 10 to 12. Uh, right now we've got a pretty light crowd coming to it, so it may be more of a, how should I say, fireside chat. So if you can make it, that's going to be great. We'll be taking questions and answerings uh, there at the, at, the, at the church. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys, as many people that can come to Date City, because I know it's very geographically isolated. I love you guys, and I appreciate you. I have the opportunity to pray for you again. And you guys are just friends, and you're my brothers and sisters in Christ. And I love, absolutely love, being with you and talking to you every single day. And I, I just appreciate the support you've given Health Masters. And if I've ruffled your feathers a little bit about pork today, uh, it was intentional. <laughs> I don't take any of it back because it's a bad, bad product. All right, Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Yeah, you're, well, you're spot on. And I mean, like you said a minute ago, you know, why is it now that they've been pushing super hard these soy burgers, these, these fake meat burgers, all this protein? This black stuff that essentially our bodies were never designed to eat, especially, especially the stuff that's lab grown. I mean, it's bad enough the processed food that's out there on the market and all the stabilizers and additives and crap they add to it. Now they want to tell us that we need to start eating this lab grown meat and plant based meat and all this other stuff they're whipping up in these labs. Oh, oh, it's totally safe. Oh, we need to we need to engineer it to be able to handle more toxins so that way we don't have to put as much pollution out trying to scrub the endotoxins out of this lab-grown meat. Uh, that, that, that'll make it better. You know I mean? Why is it that they're pushing that? We talked about it yesterday, and I've said very clearly and blatantly, they want to make sure that everybody stays as sick as possible. They have, from a very sadistic, so they have a very, very great model. You know, feed people garbage, keep them sick, Make them go to the doctor, keep them going to the doctor on a regular basis. They continue to suck as much money out of them. The doctors keep them sicker. The food makes them even more sicker. And they have this revolving door merry-go-round so that people stay in the medical industrial complex for their entire life. Brilliant marketing strategy. Think about it. You don't have to do much of anything. It's just a revolving door of money. It just keeps coming in, coming in, coming in. Now, it's unbelievably sick and twisted. That's why I continually tell people this is why we create and sell the highest quality supplements in the world here at Health Masters, and they work. It was funny the other day. My workout partner, he wasn't feeling too good, and uh, he hit me. I was like, hey, man, I'm out of some supplements. Can I swing by and grab you know, like some vitamin C and D and zinc? And I said, yes. Yeah. So I had a Ziploc bag. I got some extra stuff in the house. I just threw a bunch of C, zinc, D, stragglers, doing a bag. Gave to him. I said, go knock this out. You know, let me know when you're going to be back in the gym in a day or two. And I, I talked to him last night. He was like, yeah, man, I'm starting to feel better. He goes, I'm still a little tired, so I'm going to take off, get some rest. And uh, he goes, but it pretty much knocked it right out. And I said, imagine that. You know, and I've told people that before. Imagine that. When you give your body the raw nutrients, when you give your body what it actually needs to continue to grow and stay strong and build a healthy immune system. That was my biggest thing that made me so frustrated during COVID. We did the discussions about natural health and food and nutrients and vitamin C and intravenous vitamin C. It was forbidden. I mean, this was like one of the first times 
you got to understand, I mean, I've been in the health industry most of my life. This was the first time in U.S. history that I've ever seen that you were forbidden to talk about natural approaches to staying healthy when there was allegedly a virus that was going to wipe out all of mankind. Everybody be scared. Everybody be terrified. There's a virus coming around. You never know who has it. Everybody's asymptomatic spreaders. Maybe your neighbor, maybe your mother, maybe your brother. Everybody's got it. Be very scared. But yet it was such a horrific virus, allegedly, that nobody was even allowed to talk about anything natural for the immune system. You were forbidden, forbidden. I mean, social media platforms were delisting companies that had millions of followers for years, built their entire marketing model around social media. I mean, I'm talking gone. Wipe out their entire social media. You are banned now. You are not allowed because you're spreading misinformation. Because we're talking about vitamin C and zinc? This was insane. And this was, I think, one of the first big moves by a tyrannical government, world government, as you could see, to try to see how far they could censor the topic of health. And any topic in general can apply, but this was the first time they actually really wanted to do it and come in and say, okay, let's see how far we can push it. And they used the fear porn on the mainstream media to make people think that if anybody talked about anything that was natural, there was suddenly some quack because they were actually wanting to stay healthy. Uh, understand what they constantly keep doing. Like that's earlier with the Greens. You watch the movie, an old movie. It's very good when it comes down to understanding. It's called Wag the Dog. What they do with green screens, what they do with artificial intelligence now, what they can do with CGI, what they can do with manipulation, especially with the television, understand if it's pretty much on national television and mainstream media, there's some manipulated factor to it, period, 100%. It is there for a specific purpose to cause a specific response to make you think about a specific specific item and focus on it. That is the reasoning. The television is and has been one of the most, if not the greatest, mind manipulation, psychological warfare programming device that has ever been produced in recorded history. It's that effective. That's why there's so many patents on it. That's why I tell you, you got to be so careful what you watch. That's why I tell people, do not, under any circumstances, be bringing those really, really sick, nasty horror movies into your house, especially all the weird seance ones where they're doing all these weird things and hauntings. And You guys know, all these weird movies are constantly coming out with now. And, you know, Land and I went to the movies a couple, uh, about a couple months ago, and, you know, one of those previews came from those nasty horror movies. And I, I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes didn't look at it. And... Land the same thing. So I'm not going to put that in my mind. I'm not going. I'm not going to visually look at that. I'm not going to put that in my brain. Put those images in my brain because I know how effective it can be. Why do you think they're constantly making these sadistic, satanic movies all the time now? I mean, gone are the days of some old classic slasher horror movie. I mean, that was bad enough. Now it's like every single thing's got to be the seance conjuring. You know, everything's infested with demons everywhere. Well, why? They want to get people normalized to that. They want to get people continually adapted to that idea that it's normal. Look at what they're doing now with this perversion, with this transgender. You guys saw yesterday, Sports Illustrated swimsuit features. Now it has basically that Kim Petros, who's a dude from Europe and had a full transgender surgery swap at 16 years old. And this guy, girl, whatever, now is on the front cover of Sports Illustrated as the first transgender Sports Illustrated cover model. 
But guys, where, where are we going with this? <laughs> I mean, is this really going to be what people just accept and don't say anything about? I have been shocked, shocked over the last couple of years on how eerily quiet Christians and churches have been about this topic. I mean, the, 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 the quietness has become deafening, to use an analogy. It's crazy to me. Nobody wants to talk about any of this. And this this is that same singer that has exploded to fame now on the charts with that one song that they did, I think, at the Grammy Awards or whatever the music awards was, that was a song called Unholy. I mean, just, just total perverted filth. This chick, guy, whatever, was is on the front cover of Sports Illustrated now. That's That's how far – it has now fallen, and I saw an article earlier here now, a sorority out in the University of Wyoming has now filed a lawsuit, a, a lawsuit filed against the university and a transgender student, Artemis Langford, who is a grown male, six foot two and 260 pounds. He joined the sorority in September 2022. Though he has not moved into the sorority house, he technically has access to all the sorority features, including the dining and the house and the groups and everything. And uh, they said he comes in for meals and attends events with the women and unbelievably gut-wrenched all the time. They said he will get notably visually aroused in front of them and be walking around. And everybody's terrified to say anything because every time they've brought it up to the school, the school goes, oh, no, no, He's he, it's, it's his right. It's her right to be there. You can't tell her or him that he can't be here. And they're like, this is a sorority for females, a safe space for us to hang around our girls, our friends, our sisters. And we've got this grown man that walks around here in full drag, and this is supposed to be normal. And the lawsuit claims that Kappa Kappa Gamma Sorority National Council President Langford pressured the University of Wyoming chapter to violate the official bylaw of the sorority. Speaking with uh, Megan Kelly on the podcast, one of the sisters, Hannah, said she feels weird every time she leaves her room. And all the girls are constantly basically distressed about being sexually assaulted or harassed. And she'll just sit around and stare at them as they walk around. This is this is complete perversion of what these young girls are having to be exposed to. Same thing with the stuff in the locker room and the swimming team. This is intentionally becoming normal. It's not going to be normal to me. I'm not going to cut off on it. I'm not going to slow down on it. I won't become normal to it because that is what they want. That is what the banker boys want. That is what the entire globalists want. They want to make everything upside down. Good is bad. Bad is good. This is the entire concept of what they did in Genesis 6 that we constantly talk about. Once you grasp that concept and realize what they're doing, you really start to understand why they're pushing this so hard and why it is so important to not continually go along and just pretend that this narrative is just okay. I've said it before and I've said it again. If a grown man wants to go be a cross-dresser, go to cross-dresser bars and go do weird things at his house, I really don't care. I, I literally, it does not affect me one bit. I do not care about their personal life, nor should I, nor should anybody else. Their personal life, man, if they want to do weird stuff, private their own home, that's what they do. But that was enough. They it, and now they want to engage the young children to normalize it with these young children. That's why I've continually said, be so cautious what your children are watching. I can't reiterate that anymore. Also, too, in other news, this is really interesting, talking about being situationally aware and being alert of situations that are going on. 
a 14-year-old boy, <laughs> last of the true young boys in the United States, which this is pretty cool, 14-year-old boy sprang into action this week, saving his 8-year-old sister from being abducted by a 17-year-old kidnapper. The David Vergolaisis story went viral this week with millions of people praising the brave teenager's courageous act. According to the Michigan State Police, the young girl was out picking flowers in her own backyard when an attacker came in, grabbed her from behind, held his hand over her mouth, and tried to run off with her. Upon witnessing the assault, the heroic brother grabbed his slingshot and launched a rock directly to this face. After trouble, the girl was hit in another slingshot rock. The 17-year-old ran off and was apprehended by police who identified him thanks to the injury to his face from the first slingshot attack. State police told the media, you wouldn't think if you're playing in your own backyard or on your own property, you'd be concerned about something like this happen. But it goes to show you there is pure evil out there. Glad to see this 14-year-old popped into action quickly and extraordinarily and saved his sister. I mean, I got to give this kid credit. Accuracy, response time, situational awareness. This kid's going to be an operator. <laughs> this guy's awesome. I'm really, really glad to see something like that happen. And again, this goes back to exactly what I told everybody from the very beginning of this show. There's things happening right now that are getting very dark in this country, and it is a war for our kids. Eight-year-old girl out in her backyard playing with flowers. Eight-year-old girl, eight years old, in her own backyard. This guy jumps over the fence and tries to abduct her. This is becoming a very, very, and it has been a very serious problem here in the United States with child abduction. And it's getting more aggressive, and it's going to get more aggressive. An enormous amount of the individuals that are coming across the border are not good people. Some of them are good, some of them are looking for, you know, good, you know, trying to find a new life. Other ones, they're wanting to explore this. They're wanting to get into sex trafficking and drug trafficking and weapon trafficking. That's why they're coming here, and they're wanting to go and have connections back and forth. That's what they're doing this for, and that's the hospital on January 6th you know, with a, a face gator and a hat on walking around peacefully. Suddenly he gets his door kicked in by the FBI on the other side of the country and is extracted to D.C. and is held without bail for two years while he's being charged for trespassing. Oh, yeah, they, they figured that out real fast. I mean they made sure they figured that out, but hey – who uh, Jeffrey Epstein, Jelaine Maxwell, I mean, it's the first time in history, like I said, somebody was charged for trafficking people to nobody. I mean, the whole concept is just astounding to me, and that is why, again, I bring stuff up. Can I do something directly about Jelaine Maxwell? No, I can't. Can I do something about Epstein and wherever he's hiding now, probably over you know, with the Mossad? No, I can't. But what I can do is I can take care of my family. What this 14-year-old did, he can't take care of his sister. He can be that – sorry about that. I had a bad connection there on my phone or my, uh, my iPad. And so, again, this is why I've continually encouraged people on a regular basis to stay alert, stay strong, continue to get the truth out there as best as you possibly can. Also, to another news now, speaking of DHS and it's failed everything, calls on House Republicans now are starting impeachment proceedings against the Department of Homeland Security Secretary – have grown after a week of chaotic, record-breaking, illegal migration activity at the southern border. Now, we'll see if this actually goes anywhere, um, impeaching this clown. I mean, this guy has been probably one of the most abject failures of DHS. Remember, DHS is all about protecting the United States. You know, the whole concept of it is about homeland security and protecting the U.S. Put into place in a, 
you know, on a speed bullet train after 9-11. That was the excuse we were told. Homeland Security was here to protect the state, protect the country. Yet you can't even maintain any type of border security. Well, it's because they don't want to maintain any type of border security. They're making sure that the cartels have full access to everything. And this is why you have to continually get the truth out there and do what you need to do in your own community. Stay strong with your family. Continue to talk to talk to your kids. I mean, I've, I've talked to both my kids before. So listen, when you're out and about with me, you know, hold my hand. You stay around me. Make sure you look around. I said, there are bad guys out there that will grab you and try to run off with you. I told them, so this is what you do. There's a video I watched when I was younger when dad made me watch. It was called Strong Against Crime. It's a very good video. It's not extremely graphic. It's a little intense, but it basically goes through detail. I'm sure there's a lot of other ones out there now and discusses about crime scene number one and crime scene number two. You do not want to go to crime scene number two. And analogy talks about it. He goes, if you're out in the parking lot, say you're a male or a female, either one doesn't matter, and somebody basically tries to abduct you and steal your car, he goes, you do everything you can in your power to make sure you not leave crime scene number one. Meaning if you're in the car and they grab you and they're trying to drive, you try to basically wreck them. doesn't matter what it is. You grab the steering wheel. You pull the handbrake. You open the door. You eye gouge them. You throat strike them. You do everything you can to make that vehicle stop and stay at crime scene number one. Because crime scene number two turns into body recovery. It's all crime scene number two is. That's what it always is. And so it's very important that, you know, say they grab you and they're making you drive. You run into the biggest, loudest thing you can find right in front of you in your car. You don't plan. It doesn't matter if they have a pistol. It doesn't matter. You're just running something. Make sure you do not go to crime scene number two. And that's what gets detailed with a lot of the situations. This boy kept his sister from going to crime scene number two. And that's why I've encouraged so many people. There's so much, so much martial arts stuff out there now, so many groups. Look and do research on ones that are active as far as with realistic scenarios. There's a lot of clowns out there I've seen on social media. People that just do stuff, stupid stuff on social media to try to get more likes or try to get more views and try to make stuff needlessly complex from a defense standpoint. Guys, it doesn't have to be complex whatsoever. Some of the most simplistic things are the most effective things when it comes to defense. But just even if it's just taking a class once a week, once a month, doing something and staying active and continually keeping your strength and your health up. That's one thing that I've always encouraged so many people is one of the biggest things you can change right now is how you feel. If you don't feel good, if your body's not running good, if you're full of toxins, if you're eating a bunch of garbage – When's the time to change it? Next week? Next month? Next year? When, when, do you, when do you want to change it? How long do you want to feel bad for? Or do you want to start today? What you're choosing, you're not changing. And this is why I continually tell people, you prioritize what you really want. And people do what they really prioritize. If you want something, if you want to stay healthy, if you want to be strong, if you want to be in good shape, if you want to stay having a strong immune system, if you want your family to do the same, it's your responsibility, my friends. Your children don't go to the grocery store. I've never seen a five-year-old grab the keys of their mom's car and jump in the minivan and drive across town to the grocery store and fill up their shopping cart full of ice cream, Twinkies, Ding Dongs, cupcakes, and you know Kellogg cereal and bring it back home and put it in the pantry. Never seen that happen. If it does happen, it wouldn't be news to me. Never seen it happen before, not one single time. People bring it home. They buy to the store. 
Read labels. Read what's going into your food. Read what's going into your body. Read what's going into your children as far as look at the ingredients on it. It's so crucial. That's why I've told people before, one of the easiest things you can do as far as with children is the ultimate multiple and the omega-3 cod that we have. The children's DHA strawberry cod is actually tastes decent. I mean, I've, I've used it on a regular basis. My kids use it on a regular basis. It tastes good. Ultimate multiple capsules that are chewables. Those two things right there, just those two for kids. That's why I remember I put on the back-to-school special a couple months back when the school was going back in. And that, those two right there is the biggest staple that I always recommend to parents when they're asking what they can do to help with their kids as far as with health, with, with basically energy, with focus, especially with ADHD symptoms because I'm hearing so many reports on a regular basis of kids. Well, they can't focus. They can't do this. and They can't focus on that. First off, can't is something that you need to pull out of your vocabulary. This is something I'm working on. This is a challenge I'm actively going for. Instead of saying, I can't this and I can't that and I can't, well, you make sure you won't do it. You make sure they don't do it either. You keep speaking like that. Continually understand what you say has power and your words have power and continually look at what they're being exposed to as well. If the kid's staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning playing Xbox, probably going to have a hard time getting up for school at 7 a.m., being honest with you. Stay active, stay strong, get the truth out there, my friends, and continue to forward these shows and the articles on our show. Get them out there to as many people so we can make a difference, keep people strong, healthy, wealthy, and wise, and continue to get the truth out. You guys have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Enjoy yourselves. Dad's going to be on Hagman tomorrow. It's going to be a really cool show. I know he's working on with that. He's going to have a good week on Saturday with you guys who are all coming out. So have a blessed, fantastic evening. We'll talk to you on this show tomorrow as always. to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.